Yo, what's good? My name is Reginald, aka the R Star, aka Miss Straight Fire, and this is Unabashedly Reggie's reaction breakdown analysis to Eminem's verse on Logic's Homeward. Before we start, I want to thank everyone who helped my kill shot breakdown to reach over a million views and close to 40,000 likes. Because I never would have dreamed in a million years I'd see so many views on one of my videos. But if you enjoyed this video, give it a like and subscribe to my channel if you haven't already done so. As always, check the description to find time codes to skip to the breakdown part. And if you would like the audio version only of this video, check out my SoundCloud page, but you can also find it on Anchor and most of your podcast services. All links can be found in the description as well. Logic's Homicide was released on May 3rd, 2019. The same day that I was taking a plane to Colombia to start a two-week vacation. Like, really? That's when you drop your song? Anyway, sorry for the wait. Homicide is the third single from Logic's fifth album, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. It's mainly produced by Bregma, which is a production trio. It is actually their first music placement. Can you imagine having Eminem on your first major placement? Wow. One of the co-producers is Luis Resto, longtime collaborator of Marshall. Him and Slim added sounds during the Eminem parts, like the choir and some orchestra. As far as commercial success, the song surpassed 33 million YouTube views in its first month and debuted at number 5 on the Billboard Hot 100. And because of that, Eminem has tied Jay-Z as the rapper with the third most top 10 hits in the Hot 100's history with 21 songs. 21, 21, 21, 21. So what's the song about? They use the word homicide as a metaphor of how they are killing the game, but it's mostly a criticism of today's rap, from the lack of skills, the rep repetitive content of money, women, and the use of ghostwriters. Things M talked about on Kamikaze. And lately, a lot of M's verse seem to be about that, so I'm hoping that he moves on a little bit from it so we get fresher content. Personally, I think it's a good song, but it's nothing special. I think that when we look back at this song, it's going to be more about the hype of Logic and M's first collab more than the actual dopeness of the song. I feel that they could have done more, especially Logic's in terms of lyricism. And they could have surprised us with flows, but instead they went with what we expected, which is fast rapping. But since this is an Eminem verse breakdown, I'll focus on him. In my first few listens, I thought it was a bit lacking in terms of really clever wordplays and metaphors, although I'll admit that when I sat down to analyze it, and re I realized it was a better verse lyrically than I originally thought. So my main issue with it is the delivery. If we compare it to its previous verse in Rainy Days, its delivery was more diverse, more changed up, and a lot more passion in my mind. Finally, if you've seen a lot of my videos, when Eminem just does some repeaty rap real fast stuff, it's just never my favorite. Perhaps this verse had better bars, but I like the overall feel of Rainy Days verse better. By the way, go check out my Rainy Days breakdown after this. All in all, this homicide verse had some nice parts, which I'll discuss in the breakdown. And finally, the addition of American comedian Chris D'Elia's M impression at the end was very funny, and it showed that Ham has a great sense of humor, and also how self-aware he is that sometimes his rapping can sound like rambling. But props to Chris D'Elia for making a viral video and ending up in an Eminem song. Who knows, maybe one day M will name drop me in one of his verses. I have a dream that one day... Alright, let's break it down. Jigga, 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 like Jay-Z, jigga's up, you fuckers who didn't write anything. First off, Jay-Z's nickname is Jigga, so M starts the verse by doing the record-scratching sound he was known for in the Slim Shady era, the same logic does, but makes it sound like Jigga. And that, to me, is a reference to Renegade, remember? He's Jigga, Jigga, and I'm the sinister, Mr. Kiss My Ass, it's just the Renegade! 
The first four bars definitely were inspired by Jay-Z because there's a New York theme. Once again, like Slim did on Kamikaze on songs like Lucky You, Kamikaze, and Fall, he criticizes rappers who use ghostwriters. That's why he says, you fuckers who didn't write anything. But that's also a reference to the writing process of Jay-Z. If you didn't know, Jay-Z has said that he doesn't write down his verses. He actually goes in the booth and freestyles the line and keeps doing it until he gets the verse down. That's impressive. So that's why Eminem says, like Jay-Z, they didn't write anything. Plus, notice the use of the word jig to go with jigger. Jiggers up is an expression meaning that whatever thing you were hiding or pretending has been discovered. Again, a reference to people using ghostwriters. Or getting washed like I like bathing. You see, this is a very simple simile. It could be seen as weak, but because it fits so well in the rhyming pattern, it sounds like a much better simile than it actually is. And if you didn't get it, getting washed can be slang for getting destroyed in a competition, but then bathing goes with the literal sense of it. Young Hova, I know hitters like Yankees. Gun toters that pull triggers like crazy. Unloading, leave you shot up in your rover. Your body goes limp and slumps over like A-Rod in a month, lol, but he just homered. Young Hova is another nickname of Jay-Z and plays on the meaning of the word hitters. First, it can mean a street dude who's the one shooting other people, so that goes with gun toters and leaving you shot up, not in your Isuzu, but in your Land Rover or SUV. Also, Jay-Z grew up in Brooklyn. Actually, he's from Morrissey's son and nothing nice, so he obviously knew hitters in the street, reason why Eminem compared himself to Jay. The other meaning is a baseball player who's at the bat to hit the ball, and that obviously goes with Yankees, which is the baseball team from New York. Now, the reason I said those bars were inspired by Jay-Z is because when you think Yankees, you think of Jay-Z in a Yankee hat. Like Jigga said, shit, I made a Yankee hat more famous than a Yankee can. Plus, another wordplay that could be there would be homophones with no hitters and no hitters, as in no hits. Again, that's a baseball term. A pitcher who prevents the opposing team from achieving a hit is said to have thrown a no hitter. This is a rare accomplishment. Therefore, what M could be saying is that no one is yet to successfully get a hit on him or a kill shot. And for the rest of that section, he does workplace around those two meanings of hitters. Like unloading can mean more than just unloading a gun clip. It can also be seen as a baseball reference. Bases loaded is a baseball term meaning that you have runners on all three bases. If you were to hit a home run, you could say that you unloaded the bases. After that, your body goes limp and slumps over. First meaning goes with being shot at, but then slumps over like A-Rod continues the baseball theme. A slump is a period of poor performance by an individual. In baseball, when a player fails to hit the ball for a couple of games, we'll say he's in a slump. Alex Rodriguez, nicknamed A-Rod, is one of the most well-known Yankee players of all time and is also considered one of the greatest hitters of all time, but still, he's been through slumps in his career and he would at time get out of it by hitting a home run. That's why Ham says like he just homered. But the most interesting thing about this simile is how Marshall is using A-Rod to describe his career and recent resurgence. For one, just like A-Rod, M is one of the greatest at his field. Pun fully intended. Get it? Field? Baseball field? Anyways, you see, he says slumps over. And most people would say that M had been in a slump with Revival, but most people would also say that he hit a home run with Kamikaze, both on the sales side and the critic side. Let's continue. Hold up, I said rover because now your rover is red, like red rovers, so you know what I meant, but I roll over my opponent instead. Nice assonance with the O sound. Red rover is a game primarily played by children that consists of two teams forming a line of players with hands or arms linked together. The goal is for one person to run through the other team's line and break the chain. If the person is able to break the chain, the two people who broke the chain go to the other team. You win when you get all the players on your team. Now that this is explained, M says that instead of running through his opponent, he rolls over them, which amplifies how he beats the other rappers. On top of that, some people might say that it could be a reference to Shook Knight when he ran over another man in a red car that looked like a Range Rover, but actually was a Ford. And if you wonder what happened with that story, 
Unfortunately, the man died, but Shook was sentenced to 28 years in prison. Damn. I thought I was going to go through my whole YouTube career without ever mentioning Suge. <laughs> Let me know if you got that reference. <laughs> Making dog sounds because I got to keep breaking these bars down. I go slow for the spats, but when I go roof like the Doberman said, I still think the roof would go over your head. Here M says that he needs to make dog sounds in between his bars as a way to break them down so it slows the delivery in order for people to catch up. Once again, like he did on The Ringer, he attacks people who thinks he no longer has skills because they can't figure out what he's saying. Remember in The Ringer he said, you're too stupid to get it because you're mentally retarded. Now today, retarded is a word that is considered offensive. On Walk on Water, M caught flack for saying it and in the Venom video, that word was censored. But here, he basically says the same thing but finds a way to get away with it. You see, SPEDS is short for special education, and a SPED is someone who needs special education because of their mental disability. So he replaced retarded with SPED, but because SPED is not as well known of a term, he probably won't catch flag for it. Then a nice wordplay with his dog sound when he goes roof the second time. That dog sound is actually a homophone to an actual roof on a house. And guess what? A roof on a house is over your head. And basically made a metaphor that if you didn't get, you probably would be like, why is he saying the roof will go over my head? I thought that was clever. It's similar to the bars over your head and pull up wordplay from Not Alike, if you recall. Beast mode, motherfuckers about to get a hit with so many foul lines, you'll think I'm a free throw. Figured it was ab about time for people to e-crow. You're about to get out rhyme. How could I be dethroned? In the first line, he does a nice metaphor. That would be with free throw and foul lines. In basketball, a free throw happens when the other team commits a foul on you and then you get the chance to shoot the ball from the foul line. So he says he's a free throw because he has so many foul lines as in offensive lines. And if you're familiar with his music, you hear it a lot, lyrics that shock, right? The e-crow is an idiom that means to be humiliated by having to admit one's defeat or mistakes. So that continues with the slumps being over. Because he knew it was just a slump, but too many people thought that M was done. But now that he's back with great content, they have the e-crow. I stay on my toes like the repo, a behemoth in sheep's clothing from the east coast to the west. I'm the ethos, I'm the goat, who the best. I don't gotta say a fucking thing though, cause MCs know. The expression stay on your toes is an idiom meaning to stay ready, alert, and focused. But the simile with repo as its base in the word toes, which hides the homophone with toes, spelled T-O-W-S, as in towing a car. And who tows cars? The repo man. If you haven't made your payments on your car, that probably is just barely getting started. Ethos is not an easy word to explain, so I'll try to do my best. It's the set of moral beliefs, attitudes, habits, etc. that characterizes a person or a group. Simply put, it's what defines a nation or a culture. So what Marshall is saying is that all across America, or maybe even the world, he's what defines hip-hop. Hey, thanks for watching. If you enjoyed this, please hit the like button, subscribe and hit the bell to get notified when I make another video. And if you want to support this channel, go to my Patreon on patreon.com slash unabashedlyreggie. Just giving a dollar a month is greatly appreciated. That will give you access to the full rhyme sheet and the extended version of the breakdowns when there's more content. Thanks in advance. On to the rest of the verse. But if you don't want to hear me spit the facts, your shit is ass like tailbone and you're trapped in your cell phone on my chicken scratch or my self load, I don't want to fucking listen to you spit your rap someone else wrote. Tailbone or coccyx, six, six, six. The more scientific term is the final segment of your spine and it's at the level of your butt. That's why M is saying that these rappers music is trash or ass like a tailbone. Now the part about being trapped in your cell phone, I think what he means is that we're all addicted to his music and we're trying to figure out what he says. I mean, you're probably watching this on your cell phone, aren't you?
Chicken scratch means writing that's barely readable, and if you saw some of Eminem's rhyme sheets, they are very hard to read. So M refers to his rhymes as chicken scratch, something he did in Rap God with the line in this chicken scratch I scribble and doodle enough rhymes, or in the lesser known German Dupree, this freestyle that he did over the Love Me instrumental, I ain't even writing anymore, I'm just jotting, this is chicken scratch, shit is sickening, I've been kicking ass. And of course, his self-loathing is every song he makes about Poor me, I'm so famous that it's ruined my rich little life And I'm such a tortured artist, let me make music about it And my tragic love life Now if you got that part and you know where that comes from You are a true stan, let's continue Used to get beat up by the big kids Used to let the big kids steal my big wheel And I wouldn't do shit but just sit still Now money's not a big deal Obviously that's a reference to a time way before his baby daughter Haley When he was harassed daily by a fat kid named D'Angelo Bailey. I'm rich, I wipe my ass with six male big bills like a platypus. A platypus is a semi-aquatic egg-laying mammal that looks like a cross between a beaver, an otter, and a duck. In fact, because of the latter, it's sometimes referred to a duck-billed platypus. So that's the wordplay and made with the word bills, where he was referring to money, of course. Now the next few bars, because of the rhyming and cadence, it feels like M doing a parody of himself as a nod to Chris D'Elia's impression of him. Because it seems like he used a rhyming pattern that sounded like the gibberish D'Elia did with the N and act sounds. M even uses the word mannequin just like in the parody. A caterpillar's coming to get the cannabis. Constance here with the k sound, caterpillar coming to get the cannabis. I'm looking for the smoke, but you motherfuckers are scattering, battering everything, and I've had it with the inadequate. Caterpillar is, without question, a reference to Roar's song. Remember, they see themselves as caterpillars because they feel like the forefathers of today's rappers. Caterpillars feed off leaves, and M chooses cannabis or marijuana leaves because he's looking for the smoke. When you hear cannabis, you think of smoking weed, right? So that's the wordplay. And if you didn't know, smoke is a slang for beef. All in all, M is looking for competition, but no one is up to the task because they lack skills. Oh, and I wouldn't understand if someone would say it's also a reference to the rapper Cannabis with whom M had beef before, but that beef has been dead for so long, it would be unlikely that M would want to reignite it. Man, I can see my dick standing stiff as a mannequin. I'm bringing the bandana back and the fucking headband again. A handkerchief, and I'm thinking of bringing the fucking fingerless gloves back and not giving a single a fuck like fuck rap. To some of those lines, M, like he did in songs on Kamikaze, tells us that he wants to bring back the old M, but in this case, instead of referring to his lyrics, he makes ref a reference to his past clothing style. If you remember the Sing for the Moment video, he is boarding fingerless gloves, a bandana, and a headband, as you can see here. So he could be referring to the 2002 era Eminem. I would gladly have this Eminem back. Personally, I think it's the best version of M, but that's a discussion for another time. Although if you look at this picture taken from the 2004 MTV Europe Music Award where he performed like toy soldiers and just lose it, he has that style. Like he told us, Encore I was on drugs, so maybe just like he said in Lucky You, he's threatening to go back to when he was on drugs to reap the benefits. Final lines. I sound like a fucking millionaire with a derringer with a hair trick about to bear hug a fucking terrier, the Ric Flair dripper, y'all can hold a candle at a prayer vigil. A Derringer is a very small pistol. Eminem also referenced that pistol in Untouchable and Revival. And the hair trigger is the trigger of a firearm set for release at the slightest pressure. The way that I interpret it, it doesn't take much for M to go off on someone, and that's because he grew up on wick 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 with a short fuse. Terrier is a dog, and a bear hug is a wrestling move where you squeeze your opponent's mid to lower back. So he wants to harm a dog. And he's talked about harming dogs at least two times that I can remember. And forgot about Dre. Fuck you too, bitch, call the cops. I'ma kill you and them loud ass motherfucking barking dogs. And in criminal. Die, bitches, bastards, rats, pets. This puppy's lucky I didn't blast his ass yet. So in the song On Fire, when he said, yesterday my dog died, 
Jeez, maybe he actually killed it. But if you recall other time that he actually referenced harming a dog, please let me know in the comments below. Really, what's wrong with him? And although he's not a wrestler guy and he'll knock you out if you talk about him, Eminem makes a reference to the legendary wrestler Ric Flair. So that ties in with Bear Hug 2. Ric Flair Dripper specifically is a reference to the song Ric Flair Drip by Offset of the Migos and Metro Boomin. Drip is a slang that has multiple meaning. It can mean your money, your wealth, or your attire. All things that Ric Flair has been known for. But Flair is also known for the catchphrase, To be the man, you gotta be the man. Therefore, maybe Slim is saying that he is the man in hip-hop, and if rappers want the crown, they need to go at him. Something MGK failed at. Then we have a nice metaphor that reminds me of something Slim would have said on a song like Just Don't Give a Fuck. Y'all can hold a candle at a prayer vigil. So not being able to hold a candle to something is an idiom that means to be inferior to that thing you are comparing it to. And at a prayer vigil, well, everyone has a candle in their hands. You see, the way he constructed that punchline is just like in Just Don't Give a Fuck. You wouldn't sell two copies if you pressed a double album. In each case, it would be impossible to not being able to do the things he said, but that's just to show how much the competition isn't up to his skills. Dope line in my mind. When I vent, they compare me to a fucking air duck. I'm about to bare knuckle it. Nah, fuck it. I'm gonna go upside their head with a Nantucket. Abra fucking cadabra. The track is the blood. I'm attracted. I'm attacking it. What Dracula? Fuck that shit. I'm up. Back with the tub. Man, stop. Now I'll be the first to admit that those last four bars were a bit all over the place and sounded more like grambling. But there's actually a literary device called a non sequitur. A non sequitur is a literary device often used for comedic purposes. It is something said that, because of its lack of meaning relative to what preceded it, seems absurd to the point of being funny or confusing. Now am I trying to make excuses for Eminem? Maybe. Maybe. Still, in the midst of all of that, you have a great assets with the up sound and an amazing succession of four syllable rhymes with track is the blood, I'm attracted, I'm attacking it what, not perfect here, Dracula fuck, that shit I'm up with back with the tut. Yo, and the flow was nice there too. When I vent is another reference to his self-loathing and complaining because the vent means to express your frustration, but he also plays on the other meaning of vent, which is basically an air duck. So that's the wordplay, connecting vent and air duck. The bare knuckle something means to punch or fight without gloves. It also contains the word bear, so that could be tied to the previous line about bear hugging. But then he changes his mind and decides to use a Nantucket. Now, what the fuck is a Nantucket? Even genius can figure that shit out. So here's my take on it. First, Nantucket isn't an object or slang for something, as far as I know. Nantucket is an island about 30 miles or 50 kilometers south from Cape Cod in the US states of Massachusetts. It's actually a nice tourist destination during the summer, so if you were wondering what you could do for the summer, now you have an option. Anyways, you can't hit someone with that, right? But if you look up things that were named Nantucket, you'll find out that many ships, including US Navy ships, were named Nantucket. So maybe M is saying that he will hit you with a ship, which wouldn't be surprising to hear Slim say something that exaggerated. Another possible explanation to that line, perhaps Marshall confused Nantucket with something else. To be honest, at first, when I heard it, I thought Nantucket was some sort of weapon because it sounds like an old military weapon like a musket or something. But then after thinking, researching, and trying to figure it out, it hit me. Maybe, just maybe, hear me out for a second. Maybe the whole point of it is for it to not mean anything. Him going upside our head with Nantucket could basically be him saying, yo, I'll use the word Nantucket and it'll hurt your head trying to figure out what I meant. Because afterwards he says abracadabra, which is something you say as you do a magic spell, and it has nothing to do with the pre previous line or the next line. Am I crazy for thinking that could be the meaning behind it? If you have an interpretation of the Nantucket line, please let me know in the comments below. 
Finally, the track is the blood and Dracula is reminiscent of his line in Rainy Days because he's also using Attacknid. But in this case, he's attacking the track instead of the mic. As you probably know, Dracula, vampires, live off drinking blood. Therefore, the track being the blood is a way for Eminem to tell us once again that he lives off and feeds off music. Because all he do is rap, he's got no life outside of that. That's it folks, that was my reaction, breakdown, analysis to Eminem's verse on Logic's Homicide. Now as far as my next video, I still want to do a song from the Slim Shady LP and maybe relapse since it's been the 10 year anniversary. But at any moment the Joyner song could drop out, but one thing we know, on July 12th, Ed Sheeran will release a new project that will have the song Remember the Name featuring 50 Cent and Eminem. But until then, this has been Unabashedly Reggie. Thanks, it's been real.